You're listening to Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jack Barksdale. Hey, everybody, it's Jack Barksdale here. Welcome to another episode of Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. Today, I'm here with Justin Frizzell from uh, Texas Red Dirt Roads, from the ranch, and uh, yeah. He's a really cool guy, and today we're going to do an interview with him. I'm really excited. I guess let's just get started. How did you get into radio? What's up, Jack? Good to see you, ma'am. Thanks for having me, buddy. I appreciate your time, man. Thanks for for having me on, man. Um, Man, I tell you what, how I got started, uh, I was about your age, to be honest with you. Uh, What are you now? Are you 13, 14? 13. 13. Okay, so yeah, right about your age. Uh, I developed a passion for radio, and it was simply just because I enjoyed uh, listening to the people on the radio and how much fun it sounded like they were having. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I want to do that. And so at that point in my life, I played uh, baseball since I was about five years old. And at 13, I was starting to play like uh, in club teams and select teams and things like that around the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So I had two dreams at that point. One mm-hmm. was playing for the Texas Rangers one day. <laughs> the other one was to be on the radio. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I'm sitting here talking to you about being on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how that worked out. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it was just a passion for, uh, for wanting to do that and then sitting in front of my own stereo at my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and recording myself, you know, pretty much yeah. pretending like I was on the radio and then uh-huh. went to college, got a degree in broadcast communications and started as an intern at a Dallas radio station called 570 KLIF, mm-hmm. uh, working uh, sports broadcasting, sports programming. Uh, and my mentor was Norm Hitzkus and Mike Fisher. And that was 1996. And been fortunate enough to do it ever since. Awesome. Uh, aside from radio, you also do uh, Pickin' for Premies, which is a, an amazing fundraiser. Thank you. And uh, Yeah, so how did that get started? Well, so, uh, which by the way, you also are a part of that Pickin' for Premies family. So I want to say thank you for uh, the donation of your time and your talents and, and everything you've given to that organization. I sincerely appreciate that. And I know the entire committee does too. And most importantly, uh, those, those little bitty tiny Texans over at Cook Children's Neonatal Intensive Care Unit, uh, they appreciate your help as well. So oh, thank you. But it got, heck yeah, man. Uh, 2005, our daughter, JC, uh, mm-hmm. was born two months premature at four pounds and a half an ounce. Wow. And at the, just prior to her being born, um, at a station that I was at in Dallas, I was approached by an organization to do a fundraiser uh, for the March of Dimes. And they were talking about doing, uh, you know, they, they just wanted my ideas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know, I could do one of two things here. It depends on what you guys want to do. Uh, they were talking about possibly doing a fishing tournament with me because I had a bit mm-hmm. on air about uh, doing a fishing report. And so they mm-hmm. thought a fishing tournament might be a good idea. Mm-hmm. And I was telling them, I was like, well, that's great. I said, the logistics of it might be a little bit out of my, above my pay grade because I've never put on a fishing tournament before. But I do live music all the time. 
with the show that I was doing on Sunday night. So what uh-huh. if we did a concert? And so they kind of liked that idea. Uh, so in 2005, after my daughter was born, uh, in the fall of that year, my daughter was born in March. In the fall of that year, I had about 12 buddies that I had called at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. and we decided we were going to hold a concert at the Granada theater in Dallas. Uh, Dickie's barbecue was going to cater it because Roland Dickey uh-huh. was a friend of mine at the time. Cool. Uh, Cabela's was going to throw in some auction items. Uh, they mm-hmm. had just opened, uh, somehow yeah. or another, I finagled my way into being a field tester for Cabela's. So that was cool. <laughs> so the equipment, cool. yeah, the equipment I was using from Cabela's, uh, became our auction items. All of our singer-songwriter buddies became the entertainment. Dickies became the food. Granada was the venue. We sold tickets, and we took up donations, and that was it. And we raised $26,000 that year. Wow. Um, and we were just thrilled with it. And of course, that money went to the March of Dimes at the time, which, by the way, March of Dimes early on was an organization uh, that helped cure polio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since that was all said and done, for the longest time, there had been an organization that helps uh, families and babies uh, with premature childbirth. Mm-hmm. So it was perfect. Um, and then after JC was born and she had some complications, and as we were planning year three in 2007, mm-hmm. our son Kasten was born. And he was born three months premature. Wow. At three pounds uh, and 10 ounces. And so uh, as our good friend Sonny Burgess likes to call him, he calls them God winks. We felt like that was a God wink at the time with the good Lord telling us, you know, you're doing the right thing here. Uh, I'm going to, you know, bless you with two premature babies. You're going to create awareness uh, and kind of uh, be my point person on the folks in North Texas when it comes to premature childbirth. So mm-hmm. uh, good Lord said it. We're carrying that torch uh, along with a bunch of good friends. Uh, and we continue to do that. But in 2007, after he was born, um, mm-hmm. you know, the complications that he had had, our daughter had had in order to get healthy, uh, all of that was done through uh, Cook Children's Medical Center in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the pediatricians that, that we'd had for them here in our, in our, in our hometown, uh, they were Cook doctors. So mm-hmm. it just became obvious that because of that facility uh, saved their lives uh, through operations and through treatments and through programs and through, you know, a little bit of time in their NICU that this is where we needed to direct our dollars because mm-hmm. one thing you never will be able to do and good Lord willing, you'll understand this someday and you probably already have some semblance of understanding in any way that you never can repay anybody for saving your child's life. You just can't. Mm-hmm. So we just throw a big party every year and we try with the help of a lot of good people, yourself included. So in 2007, we switched our efforts from March of Dimes to Cook Children's in Fort Worth, Texas and, uh, We've been doing that ever since. We just passed up year 16. Mm-hmm. And uh, to this point, we've raised close to $3 million for that facility. So, mm-hmm. And uh, last year, you raised about half a million dollars just one night. That's right. You remember that. You were there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was our biggest year last year was, uh, was a half a million dollars. You know, up until that point, um, you know, it's a long way from the $26,000 we started with 16,000 or 16 mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, but every, every bit, every bit counts, man. And yes, yeah, so to, yeah. to clip that uh, half a million dollar mark last year, just in money raised in one day's time, uh, that was pretty special, but it's like, I always mm-hmm. tell, uh, the folks that attend, or even if they don't attend the folks that donate, uh, is that, you know, like you, you can donate your time. You can come, you can say, yes, I'll come play my songs and entertain everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, the committee can have a good plan and come up with great ideas. Uh, Billy Bob's can open their doors. Um, gracious people can donate something to an auction. Uh, but if people don't hear and understand the message, uh, all of that is for naught. And so the credit doesn't, you know, just lie with the organization of it by any means. The credit really goes to those that respond to the message uh, and, and understand it and, and donate their, their hard-earned money. And especially yeah. this year, you know, where, it's like I said the other day on my thank you video that I posted, um, is that this is a, this 2020 has been the weirdest year in the history of time. I mean, my dad, yeah. who's, my dad, who's, um, you know, just pushing 75, been around a long time. And he's even told me, he's like, I've never experienced anything like this, which tells me nobody has. Uh-huh. And so everybody struggled in some form or fashion this year. You guys, especially Jack, with not being able to play your regular amount of shows, but to still see people come out of their pocket and, and donate to the cause because they get it, they understand it, and they've prayed about it, and they've buried it in their heart. It's a fascinating thing. And so as much as you can never repay somebody for saving your child's life, you can't ever say enough thank you to people that uh, that continue to respond to the calls. So, and you're part of that, bud, so thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so picking for premiums is great, and uh, it's really a, a great organization and everything. Uh, but uh, going back to radio, yeah. Uh, you're a DJ on a uh, 95.9 The Ranch here in Texas, yes, in Fort Worth. And uh, you have a live show called uh, Texas Red Dirt Roads, where you get a, a bunch of uh, cool Texas musicians together, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, two or three or four at a time. And uh, you just interview them and they play songs and it's just really fun. And, Thank uh, you, man. Yeah, so uh, how'd that come about? So um, that started, so the the current form of Texas Red Dirt Roads is a new version of a show that I've been doing, um, all things considered, for about 20 years. So in in the year 2000, uh, I took over a show at the radio station that I was at called The Front Porch Show. Mm -hmm. Um, And in in its earliest days, that show was uh, hosted by several people of record, including Cat Vickers and John Musica. Uh, at one point, Cody Allen, uh, who is mm-hmm. now big CMT guy, hosted that show. Uh, Charlie Robinson was a host. Oh, really? Um, uh huh. Yeah. For just for a couple of minutes. Um, and there's another gentleman who was a DJ, uh, both here in North Texas and down in Houston for a while. His name was Rick Lovett. Uh, he hosted mm-hmm. it for a second, and and that show developed in the year '99. I'm sorry, '90. Yeah, '99. Maybe it was late 98, mm-hmm. uh, but by the year 2000, uh, I had taken it over, um, mm-hmm. and it's the same format then as it is now, uh, and that's, you know, it's three or four songwriters every uh-huh. week for three hours. We sit around, uh, shoot the bull, tell some stories, talk about their songs, talk about them, talk about life in general, and uh, we uh-huh. play songs all around that, and just a big three-hour hangout, and we put it live on the radio, and nowadays, we're fortunate enough to be able to take that thing on the road and, and put it out in front of a live audience, and, um, you know, in 2008, when my contract expired uh, with that other station, mm-hmm. I, um, I I took that show, and I, I, I renamed it. Uh, I, own, that's, that, I own that show. 
Uh, mm-hmm. That's actually a, a side business of my wife and I's Texas Red Dirt Roads Radio. So that's our that's our own programming. Oh wow! Um, and so yeah, so the front porch uh, still exists. It's hosted by a great gentleman by the name of Hondo. Uh, but oh, when yeah. I but when I left, I, uh, I I I I took it and I I took the idea and I ran with it. It's called Texas Red Dirt Roads, and um, so uh, the ranch came to me in early of two thousand early spring of two thousand nine wanted to be the flagship station to carry it and mm-hmm. so they became our first affiliate so to speak and uh today we have uh, uh i think right over 30 radio stations uh across america that carry that show every week so that we can uh we do we can do our very best uh to spread the gospel about texas and red dirt music and so that's what we do that's how that show came to be that's awesome and uh You've also had to uh, kind of make some changes to it during the quarantine. So how has it kind of evolved and uh, adapted to the quarantine and the pandemic? Well, so, you know, it's funny. That's a great question, Jack, because it gives me an opportunity to explain exactly what's going on. And the evolving of Texas Red Dirt Roads actually had nothing to do with the pandemic. Uh, so because the sh- I knew this year the show uh, uh, effectively would be 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew that it, it, needed, it didn't necessarily need to change because it was still successful, um, but I knew it needed uh, some kind of a refresher. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought about two things. I was like, I still want to, I still want to have a platform uh, like we've always had, where uh, singer songwriters who don't necessarily get the opportunities uh, to jump on the big stages to play some of the bigger bills, but knowing that this scene always has to grow. And to kind of feed its young, for a lack of a better term, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to always have that platform for new new singer songwriters to have a place to come play. That's all. That's all. Front porch was, and Texas Red Dirt Road still is, mm-hmm. uh, because in its earliest days, Jack, um, guys like Wade Bowen and Randy mm-hmm. Rogers and Pat Green and Jason Bolin and Stony Larue and and the list could go on and on and on. I mean, the first the first experience they ever had about being played on radio was through my show. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, there's guys just like yourself and, and even, you know, they're obviously they're older than you, but their career is younger than yours. Uh, we want to give them that opportunity to have a place to play. So I wanted to keep that format. But mm-hmm. at the same time, uh, I wanted to um, be able to expand on some of our veteran singer songwriters. Uh, and so that's where I created a, a show called Backroads Conversations, where instead of having three or four at a time, like you mentioned, uh, I just focus on one, one of our veterans that's, uh, that's been out there doing it a while, has seen quite a bit of success, has seen quite a bit of growth, and just to hear their story. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, this year we've sat down uh, with Pat Green and Josh Weathers and William Clark Green uh, and Wade Bowen, and we're getting ready to, we just announced a show with John Bauman coming up. Cool. Uh, we've got three or four we're about to announce. And so, uh, and I got that idea. Uh, giving credit where credit is due is mm-hmm. um, there's a there's a show on Netflix uh, hosted by David Letterman that says my mm-hmm. next guest needs no introduction. So mm-hmm. I was watching that and I was really fascinated with the way that it was just he and another celebrity uh, in front of a live audience and they were just essentially just talking about life, talking about the mm-hmm. artist, talking about the celebrity. And I said that's what I want to do with our singer songwriters is just kind of dive in with them. That's really cool. Um, and then I also, I tried to take pieces of another show 
Uh, a show that I like to watch because I really like the way that she does her show as far as how interactive it is with the audience and the experiences that she gives the audiences. And that's Ellen. Um, you know, and so I wanted the show to be uh, a deep dive with the artist, but at the same time have the audience gain access to the artist, uh, artist like they can't anywhere else, even in a meet mm-hmm. and greet. Because a meet and greet mm-hmm. most of the time is just a quick handshake. Hey, how you doing? I first saw you back when. Let's get a picture. And then you're on out because the show's got started. So I think an hour and a half of uh, being in a uh, a room with a smaller kind of audience where it feels really intimate mm-hmm. and exclusive uh, provides that opportunity. And, and the reaction that I've received so far, the artists love it uh, mm-hmm. and the audience loves it because uh, it's it's accomplishing all of those things. So uh, that's that's how it evolved. It was just an idea that we've been doing it for 20 years, um, mm-hmm. needed, needed a refresher. The pandemic has actually gotten in the way. Uh-huh. Um, because we had, um, we had, I think probably close to 20 of those shows scheduled as mm-hmm. of February. And once March hit and the pandemic hit, we, uh, we got the Pat Green show in, we got the Josh Weathers show in, and then everything else was just like dominoes started canceling one after the yeah. other. Mm-hmm. And so now that we're able to get back a little bit, uh, we're starting to build back into those shows. So, um, we'll just have to see, I mean, and just like everything else, mm-hmm. um, that pandemic got in the way and, you know, we do the best we can with it, just like you've learned to do. Well, that's really cool. And uh, as you were talking about those Fort Worth musicians and uh, songwriters, they're just so nice. And the whole Fort Worth music community is such a a great place. I'm really lucky to, uh, lucky and appreciative to be a part of it. And uh, it's really great. So, uh, well, they're lucky to have you, Jack. I'll be honest with you. You could be you and your mom and dad could pick up stakes and move anywhere in the world, but we've got you here in Fort Worth. And um, you know, I don't mind telling you, I think I've told you before, I'll tell you as many times as I can, for whatever it's worth. I enjoy so much watching you play and watching you perform and sing. Uh, just Thank like you, you did the other night with picking for premies and the times that I've seen you before and the time that you stopped by the show. And mm-hmm. and this was the year that Jack Barksdale was gonna spend a full three hours on the Texas Red Dirt Road show and then the pandemic gets in the way, so uh, I've still got I've still got your spot on that show earmarked. It's going to happen, I promise you, buddy. But yeah, Fort Worth, uh, the Here Fort Worth uh, Committee, uh, the Visit mm-hmm. Fort Worth Committee. I mean, yeah. they're doing a lot of great things to shine yeah. a bright light on this city, and uh, and you're and you're certainly part of that, Jack. So we're we're all Thank lucky you. to have one another. You bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and you're such a big part of that too. With uh the ranch and red dirt roads and, uh, picking for preemies. It's, uh, just, I just love how you, uh, you just try to help the songwriters and whoever needs help as much as you can. It's a really cool thing. Well, thank you, man. I really appreciate that. And that's, I'm, I'm, I appreciate you recognizing that because that's really all that it is. I mean, this is, uh, this radio thing. Um, a lot of people in radio and not everybody, and, and matter of fact, a lot of folks that I know aren't this way, but it, it just seems to be, um, just kind of the, the reputation that precedes itself in radio is a lot of folks think you have a big ego, mm-hmm. uh, because you're some radio star and, and it's just not that way. Uh, you know, this is something that I wanted to do since I was like your age. I'm grateful to have the opportunity. I understand the kind of platform that I have, uh, and the fact that I'm a fan of this, uh, brand of music. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I like to use my platform, uh, to shine the light on guys like yourself and, and other you know, singer songwriters that 
you know, essentially it just comes strictly from a, a, a fan's perspective. I'm a fan. I got a place for these people to be heard. Let's see if we can all make it work together. And, uh, and then I love, I love the city of Fort Worth. I think they've done a fantastic job. of They really have. That place up. I, and I love every piece of it, you know, from the, the urban feel of Sundance Square Mm-hmm. Uh, to the to the feel of the new uh, West Seventh District, mm-hmm. uh, and then of course, um, you know, I, I just I'll always be in love with the stockyards. I just mm-hmm. think that that yeah. that place um, is is the biggest symbol of Fort Worth. I mean, it's called Cowtown for a reason, mm-hmm. and there's a reason that so many uh, tour buses stop through there every single day and just unload people that want to they want to come to Texas and they want to see the cowboy way of life, and, and Fort Worth is the best at showing them how to do that. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many things working in our favor here in Fort Worth, and it's an honor to be uh, be a part of a committee that uh, makes sure the rest of the world gets to find out about it. So that's mm-hmm. you know, that's, if that's all I ever get to do is uh, is be a, a, a cog in that wheel, then man, I'm I couldn't be more grateful and more happy about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, I think we're getting about to the the end of the interview here, and uh, I'd just like to thank you for coming on with me and uh, just for everything that you do for the music community here in Fort Worth and uh, with uh, picking for preemies and uh, just uh, thanks. No, man. Thank you. I appreciate the time. Hey, can I, can I ask you a couple questions? Sure. I'm usually the guy doing the interview. I'm very rarely the interviewee. So this is cool for me, but I want to, yeah. I want to flip it on you for a second. Is that cool? Sure. All right. So you being a singer songwriter and um, I know you're only 13, but you're like a pro at it. Would you say <laughs> that you currently make your living uh, writing and singing songs? Well, I don't really uh, make a living. My parents but, do but, that. Well, yeah, but when you go to mm-hmm. play, I mean, you get paid, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, cool. So now that that's kind of been taken away from you, what is it that you're doing to stay busy? And you just kind of keep your mind going. Are you writing songs or what, what about you? What are you doing in this pandemic to stay, just to kind of stay busy? Well, I've been uh, writing songs, like you said, and uh, doing a lot of uh, co-writes over Zoom like this. Yeah. Who have you written with? Um, a bunch of cool people like uh, Jeff Plankenhorn and uh, yep. Billy Hartman, which is a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've known pretty much since the first day I played in public. Yeah. And uh, I've written with a guy named Keegan McEnroe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just a bunch of really cool people. That's awesome. Now, a lot of us older guys, uh, I mean, I still feel like i got a lot of good years in front of me, but the clock's always ticking. So some of the goals that I have, uh, I'm going to strive for them, but the time may run out on me. You've got your whole life in front of you. Uh, is, do you have a, you have like a big picture? You know, like, man, one day I am definitely going to do this. And what is that? Uh, I'm not sure that I do. I really just want to keep being able to go out and play music. Yeah. And uh, just to meet all, uh, meet all the cool musicians and uh, people like you it's just, <laughs> just a really cool thing to do is there anybody now i know you've had the opportunity to play with a lot of cool people up to this point is there 
is there someone that you're like, man, I, man, I want to be on stage with that guy or girl. I want to, I want to riff with that person. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, always Willie Nelson. Willie. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. It would be really fun to play with Willie. I bet if uh, if Willie got wind of you, he'd feel the same way. He'd be like, man, I got to go play <laughs> with that kid. That kid's cool. Yeah. That's all. Have you found any new talents while you've been locked up in, in, in the pandemic? Like, oh, man, I had no idea that I could paint trees or whatever. You know? uh, I'm not sure that it's a, it's a talent, but it's a cool hobby. Uh, yeah. I found bird watching, which is pretty, really? pretty fun and actually weirdly exciting. Was that new to you? Uh, yes. So how did you decide to set, I mean, were you just looking out a window and you went, that is a cool bird. How did you get, how did you come to that? I don't even really remember. I just uh, <laughs> got a bird feeder and uh, I just wanted a bird feeder to see how, see if any birds would come to it. And they did. Right. So I started, my dad uh, lent me his, his camera so I could uh, take pictures of the birds and identify him later. And it's been pretty fun. That is awesome. Well, now you can write a bird book. <laughs> yeah, I've got a little notebook of keeping track of all the birds I've seen. Why do I feel like here before too long, we're also going to get a song about birds? <laughs> <laughs> I don't a know. blues song about birds. <laughs> That'd be funny. That'd be awesome, dude. Well, man, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I sure do appreciate you loaning me some of yours, man. It's a... It's really cool to sit down and visit with you, man. I can't wait to get to see you in person and hang out some more. Yeah, it was so good talking to you. Hope You bet, buddy. I hope maybe we can I can see you in person soon. Heck yeah, me too. We'll go bird watching. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, thanks for uh, coming on and uh, talking with me. Again, this is Jack Park Sales Ridge Revival. Thanks for listening.